0: This station is conducting a test of the emergency broadcast system.
1: This is only a test. The Center for Disease Control in Washington DC has
0: a due to viral outbreak warning. State and local officials have reported cases of high fever, nausea, death, and even cannibalism. Look, before we start this episode of the James McMahon Music Podcast, I need to tell you something. I need your help. Oh! I need you, when you finish with the episode go to the platform you've listened to this podcast on and give me a rating, a review and to subscribe too. It helps me cheat the algorithm and get more ears on the podcast. And know this, I'm very grateful for it. Also, I have a Substack where I write about music and film and telly and all sorts of stuff. I love it if you'd sign up for dispatches. There are different price options, 5 quid a month, 50 quid a year and for that you get access to loads of exclusive writing and podcasts. It's the most helpful thing you can do to support the stuff I make. And again, I'd be so grateful. That's spook.substat.com. That's spook with three O's. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you.
1: I thank Jesus. This concludes this test of the emergency
0: broadcast system. Ah, shit! You're listening to a bonus episode of the James McMahon Music Podcast. And I am he, James McMahon. And this is a Spook Media Production. mates yeah i know there was a brand new episode of this year podcast just the other day but since it had been a while i thought i'd probably owe you something a little extra and i've been listening to gajira loads recently like basically all the time and so i thought why not share with the listeners of the james McMahon music podcast that interview you did with joe from gajira last year which is one of my better thoughts i'll be honest with you and so here it is It was originally published on the Spook podcast, which may or may not be returning, I still don't know really, and it wasn't intended to be a podcast at all, but just a chat for a feature I was writing for the face of that Godzilla. Forgive audio that is slightly scratchier than you might be used to. And yet I just thought it was an inspiring chat I had with Joe, on the eve of the release of the band's seventh record, Fortitude. I thought you would enjoy it. Bonsoir
1: That's what we're trying to do, you know, we're trying to be good citizens. <laughs> uh, and uh, one of the under underlying, Themes of this album is uh, civil disobedience. You know, sort of, It's sort of promoted, but you got to read between the lines. And the, the, the song "Into the Storm" is exactly that. You know, throw yourself, put yourself into the storm. Don't be scared of your or your comfort or or people's reactions. If you think something is right, you should do it. You know, if if you think if you think something is uh, is unfair or some rights are violated, you should uh, stand up and raise your voice. Our position as a band is, I try to I try to imagine you know uh, th- imagine there's a bunch of people and uh, standing on the on the ground. We are standing on a table right now, and people are watching us. Oh shit, you're gonna play a song, you know? Yeah. The spotlights uh, this on, are on us, and we do a lot of promotion these days, and uh, we have a microphone in our hand, you know, and uh, and and we're like, okay, we're gonna play our song, we're gonna play our song, but first look over there, this house is on fire. Let's do something about it. Yeah. okay? okay, let's let's do something after, and then we're gonna play our song. you know so so we use the the, 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 the opportunity we have to to bring people's attention on something. Um, not just because somebody told us to do so, not because we th- we feel better doing this, it's because we really feel we have a responsibility a responsibility as artists, and it's not something we come up with when it's time to do interviews either. It's when we write songs as well. It's always in your in our minds. So yeah, it comes from uh, comes from the heart, you know. And we have a, a vision of the world uh, very chi- it's it's a bit childish, I would say. We feel like children, you know. We see trees falling and burning and somebody explained to us that it was the most uh, ancient forest on the planet Earth. You know, I know that for a long time. And uh, it makes me sad. It makes me want to yell and scream and and talk about it. Being in New York, I'm in in touch with a lot of uh, incredible people, uh, uh, activists. Um, Some of them are activists from Brazil that are are, uh, pretty... um, Close to the some of the indigenous communities there, and um, when we were writing the the new album, uh, my neighbor, um, artist, activist, uh, anarchist from Brazil, uh, living in New York, um, Adriana Varela, um, was was screaming and and crying and she was out of her mind i'm like what's going on adriana said like, you don't understand bolsonaro got, got elected it's it's, a, it's horrible it's, it's 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 horrible for the indigenous do you understand my friend indigenous they, they're getting kicked out they're dying if they die the forest dies and we die and she was on fire talking about this and i'm like oh my god adriana what can we do you know and um, and then on the news there was these horrible images of the of the Amazon on fire, and uh, so we decided to do something with our friends in, in in New York that were they felt so desperate, and they are in touch with real indigenous tribes. Yeah. One of them is the Guarani Kayowa tribe in Mato Grosso de Sul, and um, she put me in touch through uh, internet through Zoom. Uh, I had a conference call with uh, a translator and her and uh, some uh, indigenous people and uh, an activist from Sao Paulo that is trying to help the Guaranis and bring them internet so they can communicate. Uh, they are being harassed uh, by the new government indirectly and directly, uh, indirectly because uh, there's so much uh, potential for this land that for now has trees on it. Uh, there's gold and there's, uh, you know, real estate. And uh, there, the, it's, you know, it's uh, space for cattle and for soybean and all that. And uh, mm-hmm. um, so the farmers are already, try, you know, looking at these lands like something, a potential for money. And the government is is uh, all about it. So they are fueled by the policies of the, the the current government of Brazil, so a little bit like racism, you know, being uh, 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 motivated by a racist president. So, so what's going on in Brazil is like for for the last uh, two three years, the, the 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 harassment on the indigenous people and the attacks at night. They're getting shot at. Their houses are burned. Uh, what's left of uh, forest for them, you know, they have patches of forest is, is not respected and burnt and everything. Uh, there's other things. There's, a, you know, very deep depression from the indigenous community. Anyway, long story short, uh, they are organized. They're trying to organize themselves and, and try to stay strong and together and try to unify. Uh, so there's an effort of a uh, unification of all the tribes to share information and share tactics to survive and to denounce uh, the attacks and everything. Right. Okay. So so talking with them, we understood that there was something we could do. And uh, what, the first project we got married to was uh, the building of 15 uh, jungle hospitals, uh, so... To protect their birthrights, first of all, so the, the indigenous women could give birth to their babies on their land. And this is crucial for them and the survival of their uh, uh, culture. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, maintaining their traditions and their their uh, medicine, traditional medicine and, and, and so on. So the U.S. dollar is pretty strong for them, with 5,000 US dollars, we can build one healing house that can make a tremendous difference for these communities. They're also touched by COVID very, very badly. Mm. Um, so they need to fight COVID. They need to fight, uh, you know, they're wounded often attack by attacks. And they, they also needed to give, to give birth and to be organized. A lot of their structures got burnt over the years. Mm. They receive very, very little international help. There's like a few organizations here and there trying to help but it's it's ridiculous the amount of money that people give for that. So we decided okay let's do something and the minute we started to talk with these indigenous uh, tribes and and wonderful leaders uh we 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 felt like we that's it we're married to this thing we're doing something but the the song was already written. We rewrote yeah. the song when we saw the the you know all the fire happening two years ago. So it's a wonderful story that that you know that is getting wrapped up right now. I'm just a little disappointed how it's presented on uh, the website and everything. I, I would like it to be a little more clear, but it's an ongoing thing for you know, it's going to last for a month. We get a lot of instruments from a lot of people to for auction. I really, really hope we're going to be able to build all these uh, healing houses. Yeah, which website is that? Your website? It's a Propeller. On oh, our right, right. yeah, on the Gojira, it's very simple. If you go on gojiramusic.com, uh, our website, our official website, or on Instagram, yeah. there's a link in bio that brings you to our, you know, website and the first page is that thing so it's you can't really miss it yeah but i feel like people need to be guided more and more and more these days so i would like a huge button that you just have to click you know yeah. donate and win a guitar so you know i want people to donate and they can win some cool super cool items that yeah, we're nice giving away.
0: this must take up an awful amount of your brain space like you're literally thinking about the
1: it's a full-time job yeah, yeah. <laughs> My head is exploding. Yeah. I am on the brink of divorcing over here. I um, love too much.
0: <laughs> I, I guess I am um, just gonna put my. Um, I think the work that you do is brilliant. Like I've I've always been really interested in Sea um, Shepherd and their work. So I, you know, obviously you've done stuff with them in the past. I guess just putting my cynic hat on, there is often been. Um, I don't know, like, if you kind of go back to the 80s and you think about things that Sting did with indigenous people, like, that stuff comes in for a lot of ridicule, really. Do you think that there is a little bit of a danger that people will see this as cynical?
1: Uh, Yeah, maybe. But I can't think about this too much. Yeah. Um, I feel more... uh, If anything, we we don't know the situation exactly in detail. You know what I mean? We're in touch with some communities and we get some. So, of course, you can always criticize. But at the same time, I always have this in mind that if you if you don't, the only way to not be criticized is to not do anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're trying to do something with all our hearts and we're putting all our efforts to that. So if it doesn't meet, you know, people's expectations in the end or if we are ridiculed in the end because of what we're doing, I, I'm okay with that. You know, because I did my best and I did it with my heart. When- I have some ground rules in my life. You know,
0: what are the, what are the ground rules?
1: Well, the number one is to do things with the heart. Right. It starts with meditation. You know, some people practice meditation. Right. If you made it, if you meditate on the heart, you can't be wrong. You can't harm people because you're only, you know, concentrating on on your center and try to be more loving and more compassionate and and whatever comes at you to not react with hate you know so i think um this is the, the the spirit we're in when we do that we we we're trying to stand on the right side of history you know
0: okay i'm I'm keeping my cynic, cynics hat on
1: right um oh please please do yeah feel free only
0: because it'll make a good for a good interview um I guess that being in a band, it's very hard to be in a band without having, without having a global footprint. How did Gajira negate that?
1: Yeah, of course. No, no, no. I'm totally aware of that. Uh, uh, to answer this, um, I'm going to, I'm going to take a second to talk about something else for a second. Okay. When I was 23, 24, when, I, when we, when we were writing our first album, uh, I've, been, I've always been an activist, you know, when I was uh, very young, I would go on lakes with with a little boat and, and take all the plastic bottles off the water. And I would feel that and I would know that what I was doing was right because somebody was not going to choke on that bottle because I took it away. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it, it, n- nobody can tell me that that was not a good thing that I did, you know, yeah. and then after a while, I started to to decide to live in the forest when I was twenty uh, something, and I built a cabin and I I lived without electricity and without running water, and I was cooking on the fire and it, and I lived in the forest for two years. Um, but like then that. we started to have it. offers. I didn't know. Yeah, that. I don't talk about it. I don't talk about it often, but. Uh, hmm. And I don't have a lot of pictures of that place because I didn't have anything electronic at the time, you know. And I had an acoustic guitar and most of the album The Link was written in my cabin on this acoustic guitar. Um, But it was a very intimate thing. I just wanted to be with the trees and blend in in the forest and have this uh, sort of indigenous uh, experience. And then one day, day, the band was, was already existing and sometimes I would get out of the woods to rehearse with you know leaves in my hair and we would rehearse, and uh, we started to get offers. So at some point the question was there: do I do I, I, I turn down the offers and stay you know remain sort of a you know like a, a, a meditant in the forest and and yeah. extract myself from the traffic for for like perfect footprint you know, or do I go out there and share this music with the world? And it was. The energy of you know what I felt was the band was going to become was too strong and too attractive. It was like a gigantic magnet. Yeah. And I decided I'd made a conscious decision to put myself back in the traffic and to go back on the freeway with this van and with my friends and drive on the other side of Europe to play one gig and come back. Yeah. And I, I was aware of the of the you know the impact on the environment it was. But at the same time. We were eight friends in that little van. And these eight friends were out of their houses. We're not using their shower. we were not showering for days. We're not using their uh, lamps. There was one little light bulb for everybody in the van. So I'm like, okay, maybe there's a balance there, you know? All our, our houses are turned off and nobody's using their showers and baths and kitchens and everything. Instead, we're, you know, all of us in a van. And yes, we're polluting, but maybe we're also saving some, I don't know. So I started to, you know always thought about it uh, very much. And now we're trying to make a difference by not using uh, plastic on tour. And uh, we ask venues to be equipped in a tank of water and we show up with our little, you know, uh, personal bottles and stuff. So we're always trying to make a difference here and there. But it's true that nothing pollutes like a plane or a bus, you know. Yeah. And, and we have to use AC, otherwise we suffocate in the, on the bus. And mm. I hate AC, it destroys my throat. I'm sort of um, taken in a, in a traffic, I, I always use that word, in the traffic, but that's what it is, you know, when we go on tour, and, and this this machine that's constantly working, all these bands are touring, and it's unfortunate. Um, I, I really cannot wait to, to, to find another way to do this, but... But uh, it's basically a decision to be out there and deliver a message or just to disappear. Yeah. You know, we, all, we, we are thinking about it, but it's a good question.
0: Where was the forest you went to live
1: in? In the southwest of France, it's a beautiful forest made of uh, oak trees and chestnuts and pine trees. It's between Les Landes and the Basque country. Right. Uh, Landes was a artificial forest planted by Napoleon to to dry the land because it was it was very very it was wetland you know and they couldn't grow anything they couldn't have sheep or anything so they it became the largest pine tree forest of Europe right. and uh, between Bayonne and Bordeaux be, basically 200 uh, kilometers of uh, of uh, sand and pine trees and then you have your Basque country in the South that connects to Spain and is very, very, uh, how can I say, um, very noble trees, like oak trees and chestnuts and stuff. And I grew up between these two forests, these two sort of vegetation influence.
0: Right.
1: And my, uh, my dad, uh, um, my parents owned a house that was in, in a huge forest that would go, you know, uh, the, the boundaries of the the property are a bit blurred. You know, we don't know exactly. So I went deep in that forest right. when I was twenty something, and and built my cabin. But I only used you know uh, handsaw and uh weird tools to make holes and and to not you know I, I didn't have electricity or anything. So it was it was a couple months to build it, and then for two years I was living in there. But that was a very very. Uh, incredible uh experience i had to deal with wild pigs and and and, and spiders and rats and and uh, not rats but these little mice from the forest right.
0: right
1: i was constantly dealing with them
0: that's amazing
1: and you know i found that the interview was really interesting and and you challenged me with uh, with your cynical hat beautiful hat by the way <laughs> uh beautiful cynic hat and you're right you know I, and and but i like to to think that we uh we, we are like kids, you know? We see trees burning, we're like, no! Yeah.
0: Well, I hope you dug that bonus episode of the James McMahon Music Podcast. Thanks to Joe for the chat. Thanks to Kirsten Springs for hooking us up. The theme tune is by the band Jobbers. And I'll see you soon.